internet brand strategist Sandra Beck interviews top business coaches, speakers, authors, and thought leaders to bring you the best business tips, tricks, and techniques to give your idea the best possible chance for success. From writing your first novel, to telecommuting from home, to taking your small business to infinity and beyond. Now here's your host, Sandra Beck. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with my very dear friend, Dr. Judith Bryles. And she's one of my go-to ladies when I have a question about anything that mm -hmm. has to do with book marketing, book publishing. And we're gonna talk today about transitioning from nonfiction to fiction. And Judith, you know, I have so many clients over the years who have dreamed of writing fiction or have thought about writing fiction excuse me, because they were an attorney, a nurse, a doctor, mm -hmm. all these different things. But they've all they've done in their career, not all, but what they've done traditionally in their career is nonfiction books, self-help, how-to, all these mm -hmm. different things, teaching other people. All of a sudden, they wake up one morning and go, you know what, I have a story I want to tell. And it's a whole different ballgame. And I'm so glad to talk to you about that today because you're doing it. You're living proof it can be done and be done successfully. Well, I, 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 I reluctantly, it's, it happened reluctantly. So I evolved from when I look at my book count, which is 43 now, that the last five, last six books um, were all created in the last two years. Now we have what I call repurpose, where I went back to see my my normal DNA was how to. That's a how to, I'm a how to person, and to go back and take a look at the most current of what I'm doing that would tie in with me professionally, which okay. is book shepherding and book coaching. Okay. So, so I took all my books, and so the these would be I'm just gonna these would be these babies, you know, <laughs> you know. How to avoid book publishing blunders, how to create a million dollar speech, how to, you know, uh, create a crowdfunding program, et cetera. I updated them, new covers, new titles. I went through and made sure they're all current because somehow, and I didn't know it at the time I did it, Sandy, that they were going to be the last I did. Wow. I did not know. All right. Then I added on the author's walk, which, which really completes the current set, um, which we have had the pleasure of talking about on one of your other podcasts. Yes. Right. Then, um, and and this is the answer for those who are more professional based, whether they're accounting, they're a medical doctor, a nurse, you know, a lawyer, fill in the blank that they have a professional expertise. What really started to maybe open the window and I just didn't know it, sometimes opportunity comes in, you don't recognize what the, the whole thing is, that um, when I did my memoir, which was when God says no, there's when you do a memoir, you're talking about a huge amount of storytelling sure. and, you need, and you need to do storytelling. So so I I put the, put the foot on the path um, on that. And so that came along and did well. And then in professionally, what I do is I help people write their books. I help people publish their sure. books. Right. And and I have to just jump in here and say I've interviewed many of the authors you've worked. They are phenomenal books that you create. 
they're really it's really fun to see the the birthing the yeah. the birth that happens so i had one client who was in in the stuckiness of it all okay. um and his his writing partner um was um failing and i had said she needs to be fired is what she needs and it went, and then you know i probed more now what does she bring to the party because I'm working with them and it's clear that she can only type and that's it. I said, come on, let's, we need to deal with this. Judith, I'm just going to jump in here for a second, because as we talk about making changes and changes take time, where can we get some time? We can get some time from our sponsor today and our sponsor today is HelloFresh. If you haven't checked out HelloFresh or gone to see HelloFresh recently, I want you to go to HelloFresh.com slash CoachTalk16 and use code CoachTalk16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Now we're heading into summer. Most of us have kids out of school. We're juggling, you know, camps and soccer and swimming and work. Figuring out for what's for dinner is like not in my wheelhouse. I have decision fatigue at the end of the day and it's certainly not on my summer checklist. And HelloFresh delivers mouth-watering, chef-crafted recipes and fresh ingredients to your door so you can spend your summer doing whatever you want. And HelloFresh Market has new snacks, meals and more to add to your weekly order like their fun s'mores bundles for kids. You don't have to think about these things. You go to the website, you point and click. It shows up in a box. You open it up. Your kids can cook along with you using the recipe card and you are done. Done with dinner. And if you're stuck in a recipe rut, you can take a bite out of something new with 40 recipes to choose from weekly with options to please even the pickiest eaters. And you'll always find meals everyone at the table will enjoy. So here's how it works. Go to hellofresh.com slash coachtalk16 and use code coachtalk16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Now you guys want to do this, especially if you haven't been to HelloFresh in a while, go check them out. They've got lots of cool new stuff. Now Green Chef and Every Plate is now owned by HelloFresh and with a wider array of meal plans to choose from, there's something for everyone. And I love switching between the brands and now my listeners can enjoy both brands at a discount with me. So go to HelloFresh.com slash CoachTalk16 and use code CoachTalk16 for 16 free meals plus free shipping. Now we're talking today with Dr. Judith Bryles and we're talking about transitioning from nonfiction to fiction. These are some really great things because if you're creative in your business, you can be creative in your writing. And Dr. Judith Bryles, when you become creative in your writing after a busy work day, what happens? The characters are waking me up at night. The characters in the story are talking to me. So now I'm saying Alexander would not say it this way. This is how it will roll out. And, and um, you know, Brian was so frustrated. And I just said, just, you know, just come over and let me just start you. Let me get you rolling off and kicking off again so you can um, get your mojo back. That's really what I was after. Yeah. So with that, um, getting him started again, I became a true writing partner for him, a true writing partner. And that all of a sudden, the story came alive. All of a sudden, I was writing parts that I didn't even know I was capable of writing. Interesting. Of going in. Now, I've always read a lot. You know, it's, it's, I've always read a lot. 
But historical fiction, nope. Maybe Pillars of the Earth, Ken Follett, you know, and that kind of stuff. But but I always like what he he writes. He always in his books he acknowledges all his researchers um, and the people who check out all the historical facts, and he thanks them, and then he adds, "And I choose to ignore what you recommend." You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing. So um, out of that, we came up with, and and it turns out we have a four part series. And Brian said, "Judith, you are the co author of this." you need to come on because I, I have bailed out books before, as you have, I have go yeah. just getting in to try to fix them. And, you know, they pay me for my time and, you know, it's good, good luck to you. But this, all of a sudden I had a vested interest in, I, I cared about Nicole. I cared about, you know, what the hawk is going to do next. I really cared about creating this new world um, and re reinventing this young woman. The year is 1000. Uh, reinventing this young woman and having her do things that were way ahead of visionary. And actually it's a very pro woman book. Really? Who just has the skills and capability of taking down five men in one minute with a bow and arrow. Okay. But, but, <laughs> which she does in the book. Um, all that. So out of it came the secret journey. Um, and the book we're working on right now is the secret Hamlet. Um, and after that is the secret rise and the secret awakening. So we've got them all together. The series is kind of macked up and laid out, but more and more of what we can do. And now we're integrating and going back in to um, make it um, really puff up the bad people. I mean, we had plenty of bad people in first one. The, the brother was a very bad person. But um, just coming back up and re recircling and doing those things. So the transition, you know, of what happened and finding now all of a sudden I have other ideas coming in for a women's chiclet series with humor. Wow. And that's going to be called the Silver Magnolias. Um, and the first one is going to be Deal Me In. And I've had fun building the, the the bible of the characters of who they are where i have one who crochets um but but as she's crocheting she's got three monitors in her room because you see she's a day trader ah. um, and on the posters of her wall are warren buffett right so so you know <laughs> we you know, developing these people where I've got another one who's a poker player, these gals, uh, and and they always get together in a cafe in a local bookstore. So I'm supporting the local bookstore. There you go. But she's a day trader and how she supplies, the uh, uh, not a day trader, she is a poker player. And how Glenda um, um, supplies the cash to play poker is she has a paper route. Has she discovered she could do a paper route for an hour and a half day, and she could make a thousand to fifteen hundred a month. Wow! So, um, and 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 a paper manager taught me that paper, <laughs> the newspaper. So, um, you know, learning that and the research has really been fun. And and here's what's been easy, is the per so easy to me, which would have pained me, to say this is my last book. Yes. In the nonfiction series, when the authors walk, I knew this was my final book. Um, 
because uh, I had already crossed the path. I actually already had the other book out um, and doing that. And with the publishing moxie I have, I can propel us so much faster um, in the influencing and moving on with it. So Absolutely. Yeah, so I think that for um, authors who are in one uh, uh, genre, that they should consider maybe there's crossovers happening. Maybe they can happen. I mean, they do it in TV with TV shows all the time. All of a sudden, you'll see that sure. that cross population, um, and that for me, which I always thought I'll always be a nonfiction author. I've always been a how-to person, a solution-solving type thing. Um, to go into this other world is kind of fun. Yeah, um, go to. So when I'm watching, you know, I you know I I, look, I like you. We're up really early. We work really long days. At the end of the day. Uh, my creative juices are not really hot. I don't know about you, um, but no. I run out of gas. After 12 hours, my creativity runs out of gas. Um, unless I'm on one of my binge retreats when I'm really working on something. Well, that's adrenaline, right? Those, that's yeah. an adrenaline-fueled exercise. Yeah, but for creativity, I just, you know, I run out of gas. And when clients say, can, we, can I meet with you at 6 o'clock at night? And I said, uh, no. No. You don't want to meet with 60. I'm already on a 14 hour day then. You right. don't want to meet with me then. Right. Um, and I don't want to meet with you. So. was <laughs> <laughs> a fair fight. So it, it's that. So it was the decision I made. Um, I, I didn't know I was going to make it. I had no idea that last year was going to be the last year I was going to publish a book. Um, actually, the author's walk was published in 2023, March of, of 2023. But um, but I knew coming in to this year that that was that was the end run for for the nonfiction side. Now, I, I think it's always a mistake for all of us to say we'll never do that. I'm always going to do this. You're going to eat your words really fast. Sure. You know, could could I be roped in? But I'll tell you many times on the nonfiction side. Um, one of my pioneering books was on toxic behavior in female-dominated environments. Mm -hmm. And when I look at politics, and it's politics that always brings it up for me. Sure. When, when I see how women candidates are treated, um, and, you know, not, not as second-tier people, sometimes 12th tier. Sure. Uh, um, um, lower if they down. make the tier at all. <laughs> if, they, if they make it at all. That every once in a while I think, you know, what in the hell is going on? And I think, do I want to get on the bandwagon and go out on the media like I used to be on all this stuff? And the answer is, no, I do not. I did it. I created it. The benchmark is there. Um, and it's it, I'm doing other stuff. More fun. Yeah. I think, you know, I haven't made the transition yet. I'm working on it, you know, from from nonfiction to fiction. But I do find nonfiction easier because it's more formulaic. Absolutely. It is easy. It, you just, you know, you put the information down if you're an organized, linear person like I am. But mm -hmm. I find the fiction to be so much more fun. Mm -hmm. I fall in love with these characters. And if you love to read and you love to write, like, what a great marriage. Mm -hmm. Well, I, you know, for me, when I always did, it's like when I was publishing with New York, you know, we had to do the dreaded proposals all the time. Sure. 
Okay. So for me, it was always problem, cause, effect, solution. Solutions. That's the way I structured everything. Now, when I did uh, in my early writing in the nonfiction area, I didn't have the depth of the stories um, to support points. Um, and actually that more evolved as a speaker. I always had a speaker. I always had a lot of, uh, of stories um, for examples and involvement and engagement. Um, but that, I, I, that really evolved. And I, when I saw what I did in um, my memoir, When God Says No, that um, you, I was really in storytelling and, yeah. and a lot, but it was just, it was just true storytelling. You know, right. so now, now you've got this truthiness side. Um, and then in this other side, you know, as you go into fiction, ah, it can be anything you want. So one of the things that I've been really looking at, and it's been a button pusher for me, is that the um, what they call sensitivity editing um, that has, oh, see, okay, so I'm going to yep. garble with you, a gag, gag me, um, that has become um, common yes. um, and it's outrageous because fiction is about storytelling, right? It's about imagination. It's about creativity. Um, it's about making stuff up. And there's also they, what they call the suspension of disbelief. Sure. So, so the contract that I'm going to have as I'm writing this is I'm going to write a story that is good enough um, that it's going to allow you to suspend knowing this can't be happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> Believe it's happening on that. And yeah. if, if I don't do that, then I failed and you get to close the book. Right. And, and that's where, Sandy, so many authors get in trouble. You know, and I've, I've edited lots of fiction books, worked with them develop them and that's really the part of my process too is i was really expanding their writing because i've always said as a developmental editor my job is to make you look good right to make writing look good and that so when i would bring that about and do that i just didn't know that i was going to hold the mirror up and see myself doing that for me yeah that, that wasn't in my game plan because I was a nonfiction writer. Right. So that that's that's been kind of my journey in going along, and it's great fun. So then you start thinking, okay, you know, you're looking at who are you gonna write for? You stay, you have to go through the same process. The same process, right? Why write? Okay, back to back to why write? What's my intentionality? Who 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 is my fan and I've always recommended when you get stuck or anything it is a really good idea to have a conversation with your ideal reader yes so get Absolutely. your favorite beverage with you you know whether it's vino or beer or you know for me I found do <laughs> well it, it could be all those things but I would bring that about and that when I had that um, that we would be able to take it and um, turn it into something which is really great. So, 
I love that. I love it. Now, let me ask you a question. How is your, you know, you talked about, you know, going into a hotel room and I've done this to finish projects. I've, I've left my house, gotten a babysitter, gone to a hotel room, pounded out what I need to pound out. Now that works for nonfiction. Did you find it worked for you for fiction? Like, was it a totally immersive process? Or my question is, how different is your nonfiction writing practice from your fiction writing practice? Okay, so my my nonfiction writing would be I would book a cruise. All right, I do all this stuff. Right. I would book a cruise. I take it all with me, and I'm in. I am enclosed. I am only allowed out of the out of the stateroom to go have dinner. Um, other than that, I am not allowed out. And that for fiction, because I have a co-author here, right? Now, you know, I've got two things going on. I've got a co-author. What we have found, it does not work when we are in the same room. Right. Okay. But it does work very effectively when we do it on Zoom together. So so we we have a process of what we're doing. Um, we do all, in, and we don't outline, we're pantsers. You know, Brian would rather outline, I'm a pantser, just show me what it is and I will take off from there. And that's, that's how we would do it. So when I decided I, we have, Robert and Nicole have got to get together again. Number one, we need to make another baby. So we've got to get together and I have never written a love scene in my life. So I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned i'm a little bit tippet on doing that i knew i did not want it really erotic um, right. on it i wanted it to be a something that would be totally acceptable for a cozy mystery all right and 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 if i was thinking of colors it would be yellow it gotcha. it, it, it would get it would have a parental approval versus blatant red which says oh my god watch out people so with that said, um, I wanted the yellow zone. So I'm working on it. So I said, Brian, why don't you, um, I'll, I'll throw something at Brian, why don't you kind of write something up and then let me come back and I'll, I'll, I'll let me come back in with my tweaking and we'll work it. So Brian wrote up something like, you know, a paragraph or two. All right. So I kept six of his words and uh, rewrote three pages. To, to set the stage, to do the climax, to settle it out. Um, but Brian was pleased we kept six of his words. Maybe and the um, <laughs> touch. Yeah, so we have those things on that. So that's where we are, you know, on that. So we collaborate, we do it on Zoom. And I always, I am always in control. He will do the rough work. Then I take over from there. And gotcha. I have the full manuscript. We do everything in tracking, um, going back and forth. And it's always, and I, I do this with all my authors too, as I'm rewriting their words, I'm trying so hard to maintain their voice to keep mm. them in the voice um, that, um, and I will say as we go along, does this feel like you? Am I using the right words? Does this sound like you um, oh, on that? Wow. So, and, and that's repeated throughout as we write together in the process on that. So, and it's not that we set out to do it this way. 
But when I work with my nonfiction clients, is how I do it. Seems reasonable that we could work it this way. And that's what we do. So we may get together sometimes just to have chats about, you know, we're all, you know, we have a recent thing where we have to bring a character called Helene back. I mean, Helene's was really instrumental and she was going to stay behind in this port town called Ruin. And I said, that is not going to work. Helene is not, Helene has been talking to me and Helene needs to be up in this new harmony community that's being built. So I am where we are going back to chapter 20, which is we're on chapter 47. Now we have to go all the way back and rework it and bring her along in that process. And Brian's all for it, you know, cause he was yeah. wondering, but it's just sometimes I think, especially with fiction, um, that you have to let it evolve. Right. If you if you think it's going to be so point, and I really uh, Jerry Jenkins, who is uh, the author of the Left Behind series, which has sold over seventy million copies, and Jerry's a pantser, and he says he he starts with an idea to open it, and then it's just kind of he sits back and he says, "Okay, talk to me." Wow, and and let it come, and I'm more in that kind of a way. That's more my style. I love that. I love the idea, you know, how you've made a partnership work. You know, I'm always yeah. fascinated by partnerships and especially partnerships between creatives, because I think that, you know, mm -hmm. brings with it some uniqueness versus just the common um we're in alignment, so we'll work together, you know, when creativity comes into the mix and something that's not not defendable. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I give Brian full credit. He's the one that came up with the original story idea. Um, I just expanded it and took it in a whole new direction. And and the other thing is, you know, in partnerships, um, authors, as you know, are often introverted people. Sure. Um, um, Brian is kind of that way, although he was a contractor in his first career. He's built whole developments. But, you know, I'm the marketing person. Um, and I, I can quickly come up with lines to do the pitch out. That is not his forte. So I have to script him um, for when we're at book events. You know, we have three big book events with um, Barnes and Noble this summer where we're going to be doing them. And so um, Brian, you know, has just all you need is a couple, just learn a couple of lines, you know, starting off with, do you love historical fiction? Because that has to be our starting point. If they say no, I just like horror and fantasy, and I and then I will say, oh, that's great. That you know, I don't write that, but let me introduce you to an author who does. I can easily toss the bat <laughs> to, to somebody else. But it's you, you've got to learn. It's like going back to what I said. Sometimes I tell people, put down your laptop, get away, and pretend that you're your ideal readers there and just spend 20 minutes with them. You know, talk about life, talk about problems you're having. Now it's going to be, I get it. It's a totally one-sided conversation. If someone's yeah. observing you, they think you're nuts. <laughs> but the reality is it grounds you and brings you down. Um, and so we do that. So Brian and I, you know, we, we have, when we get together, we have three hours solid writing sessions at a crack. And and so we do a whole finish. And I, I've always been, and this comes from my nonfiction days, 
that when I'm working on a chapter, by God, I'm finishing that chapter. You know, I, I'm not done. I, I, I cannot go pee until I finish this chapter. Uh, you know, I have rewards. You know, I gained 10 pounds on one book because the reward was every time I finished the chapter, I got a big bag of M&Ms. That was good girl, Judy. So I, have to, I, I play those games with myself. You, you find out what games you want to play um, to do that. Brian and I do different things. Um, and it could be we both say, OK, we're going to go escape and we're going to go watch whatever the latest Netflix series we are on top of or something like that. And for sure, we get ideas coming back and picking up. Love that. I love that. Well, so if you guys liked what you heard today, I want you to look up The Secret Journey. You can find it on Amazon. It's currently free. If you have a Kindle Unlimited account, you just finished the audio version. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that beautiful, beautiful cover? Okay. Check it out. You'll be so glad you did. It's book one in the Harmony Books series. Yes. Judith Bryles is the author. Brian Barnes is the co-author or vice versa. You guys are both titled yeah. on the book. But um, go ahead and check it out. I'm sure you will be glad you did. I look forward to getting my copy and reading it. We'll be back again soon with another great episode. Thank you for listening. On behalf of Sandra Beck, we want you to get out there today to make more money with less time and effort so you can live the life you want. Tune in next week for more tips, tricks, and techniques on Coach Talk Radio.